Well, Bree, don't say mother trucker again. Mother trucker. We're, it's before the show. I can curse as much that, as I that's want. That's actually how it's pronounced in Canada. <laughs> mother trucker. I like that. It sort of evokes an elderly woman who drives a truck and is it a badass. It does, yeah. Hi there, welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here, as always, with uh, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? What's crack-a-lacking? Oh, we're back to, you're not going to knock over a table Listen, or no, chairs no, or no, you know, no, burst no. out of a this, wall or This or week, anything. it's going to completely be unexpected. That's the first thing. Yeah, there's not going to be any more knocking stuff over. The second thing is, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's the second thing. That was pretty unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to isometric you, Steve. I'm going to isometric you, Georgia. I'm going to isometric our audience. I'm going to isometric Maddie. Tonight. I love that you're making it a verb. A That's verb. fantastic. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's for, like, a, to, to cause reckless destruction and property damage with, like, no regard for anyone or anything. You waived your legal rights before <laughs> I started the show. I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> Fine print. Maybe you came to me when I was suffering from pneumonia and told me I was going to get, uh, you know, get treatment if I sign this form or something. Uh, we also have assistant games editor of Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing great. As always, I'm excited to be here. That is my call sign, so I'm just going to lean into it. I'm excited to be here. It's true. It's completely true. The okay. best part is that every time you say that, you say that very flat. Like, I'm so excited to be but here. I'm, but that's just my voice. <laughs> Like that's it's just what fluent. my voice sounds like. Is is Bree actually in the room with you, making you say that right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> Maddie, are you going to isometric our audience tonight <laughs> with m- the power of my Daria esque deadpan sarcasm? <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we also have senior editor at imore.com and host of the Vector podcast, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? It's been a wild week, Steve. That's all I have to say. It's been really. <laughs> It's been a really wild week. I can't believe the stuff that's happened this week. You've you've been starring all over the internet in like every sci-fi scene known to man. I always have to be worried when when Bree sends me like an iMessage. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happened. Something's happened in odds are I've missed it because I'm not on Twitter that much. No, you should you should be sending me Canadian a fine bouquet of Canadian maple syrup to thank me oh, for I the should. excitement that yes. I bring into your life. I, I actually will right away, like, if I get a text from Brie, I'm like, I have to answer this right now. I have to find out what's happening. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Like, you're meeting with a patient, and you're like, excuse me. This yes. is more important. I need to talk to my friend Brie. Brianna started a Twitter meme about me where people are Photoshopping me into a bunch of nonsense. This is priority. I'm sorry. <laughs> It it's, is. It's, it, I had to take a peek. It, it did become, there's some epic ones. There yeah. are. There are. We're going to vote on that today. Okay. Should, yeah, we, should we, we just do, should we just get into that right now, right off yeah. the bat? Yeah. Probably explain what it is in case somebody is listening to this far in the future and has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, since it was my dumb idea, can I, can yeah, I explain it? Of course. Please. Please justify your dumb ideas. Yes. Well, can I ask something <laughs> before you do though, Brie? Sure. Sure. Steve, do you ever actually introduce yourself? I, I say my name. Okay. Steve, okay. Steve doesn't have a descriptor. Okay. 
I do this, Georgia. I don't have anything else in my life except for this okay, and my that's lovely family. Completely not true. Okay, I was just one. Steve's okay. existential crisis can wait. We need to talk about Georgia <laughs> yes, again. So let's get back to that. Basically, I was I was on Twitter and I was like reading this iPhone six review, six plus review because I was like thinking about getting one. Um, and there's this picture of Georgia in a tunnel. It's like really, really well composited and all that. And I'm like, wow, I should like Photoshop the girl from Blair Witch in the foreground (laughs) of this picture just to like make it look like, oh, here's this nice Canadian in the background. Oh no. But then I was like, but it's not going to be funny if I do that. Let's get everyone on the internet to do it. So <laughs> so then I used the evil power of Twitter to get our readers to or listeners to, you know, commit to a bunch of mischief uh into <laughs> Photoshop Georgia into some increasingly uncomfortable situations. So uh you can look on the internet, you can look at the hashtag Photoshop Georgia, and you can see all these awesome different images that our listeners made of Georgia in various situations where she's like leaning in this tunnel. Some of them are really good. Like you have Georgia in the opening scene in the uh, Tanta 4 in A New Hope where she's leaning up against a wall looking bored as like stormtroopers are babbling. Or you have like Georgia versus the alien queen looking very bored. So it's this awesome hashtag. And I'm very proud of that nonsense. My, my favorite, of course, is Georgia leaning against the cactus in desert golfing. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. It was good. It was good. There we, is also have... the Rev 60 hallway one. Oh, is there one? one? I haven't I seen so. that. I didn't see that one either. Maybe I invented that in a fever dream. Like I was like, someone should do that. And then no one actually did. But I'm pretty sure somebody did. I'll somebody should do it. that. Yeah. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. I don't have the new ones up because I worked all day today. Are on fandas.biz. And then there's a link to Photoshop Georgia. But there's some really cool new ones that I have not put up again yet. So there, there's others. I don't think you can beat the one. Is that Edge of Tomorrow that they photoshopped you into? Oh my god, that was very good. Okay, so I I like the one. The Starship Enterprise is good. I don't know. What do you think? Somebody throw a vote out there. Well, there's also Alien there's... Queen. Alien Queen. I I really like that one, though my husband did do it. So I, I think I got to go for the Edge of Tomorrow one. As much as I want to vote for the Desert Golfing one, I'm pretty sure that all three of you will like drive out here and kill me if I vote for anything more Desert Golfing. So I I can go with the Edge of Tomorrow one. <laughs> the that was Britney Spears' was a... mouth. Oh God, that one's scary. <laughs> yeah, that one is scary. How did they come up with that one? Why didn't I Photoshop the Rev 61 that I apparently invented in my head that clearly does not exist? That one is the winning entry if I had done it, but a, a runner up. I do I do like the simplicity of this Pac-Man one. Oh, I like, I like that too. That's I really like well how the done. pellets are increasing in size. I I don't know. It's it's simple, yet it gets the job done. The Edge of Tomorrow, the one with the the, the alien queen. There's um the, the, there's so many good old The Mass there's, Effect elevator is good too. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. I think the one at the Final Fantasy fifteen boys driving by and staring at Georgia, that was pretty funny, too. Seems realistic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Georgia looks yeah. gorgeous with, um, here. Brad, uh, it's all Photoshop, but I like the one with uh, Brad Pitt just because Brad Pitt's <laughs> yeah. cute. I don't know. That one is really Wait, wait, cute. you mean these didn't all happen in real life? 
<laughs> oh, no, they did, right? You met Brad, right? <laughs> of course, of course. And I yeah. was, uh, the whole tunnel was, in, I'm not going to go there. Forget about it. <laughs> all all right. So, so can we agree that Edge of Tomorrow won this one? I think so. Okay. okay. So what, we'll put it up. what we are going to do is we do have prizes for the people that won this. So Bree's going to send you a box in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very scary. I'm going to send you an iMessage. No, um, send me a uh, DM on Twitter and uh, we will give you a free copy of Rev 60 and the Lethological, Lethologica in the Rev 60 comic book. Uh, and if you've already bought it, then just give it to your friend. And I'm actually going to give a copy to the person that did the the Final Fantasy 15 one, too, because I really like that. Okay. All right. Well, it's your stuff to give away, so... Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll send, I'll send a, a, a panda picture. A, a panda hand, picture? A, 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 sorry, hand turkey. A free hand turkey? You'll okay. also get a hand turkey. That's like a $99 value. <laughs> it <laughs> so, is. It's, it's priceless, deal. really. At this point, it's priceless because it's no longer for sale. <laughs> Did you take right, the picture right. of the hand turkey on your phone yet? Oh no! It's on my computer. I can. No, no, no! Georgia was supposed to take a picture of the hand turkey on her on her giant phone next to the picture of the hand turkey. I no, I did not. I'll have to still do that. I'll still have to do that. And then yeah, I'm these were all very good. They I were was, so amazing. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. They were Thank so you impressive. to F- we have the best audience in general. They're the most fabulous people. They're the coolest. That's, they're the prettiest. I mean, they're the most. You're, you're good. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Pac Man. We have all yes. the Mario guys. Like, they're just so cool, and so much fun. Let's keep complimenting them because you know. I think I, they're sexy. Very, <laughs> I'm pretty know. sure they want us to talk about video games. Though. <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, uh, Bree, you had some uh, anguish tweets this week about uh, Rev 60 and porting it to PC. So, are you? How is that coming along? Well, it's it's kind of a frustrating situation. You know, I would I'd love to get our audiences ideas about this because like it may surprise you, but there are people out there that don't have iOS devices. Uh, they prefer Android or have some sort of philosophical issue with Apple and just don't like their you know they don't want to own their devices. So, you know, we've been working really hard on the PC port. I got my first version of that this week, and it's really, really, really cool to play the game and see it with, like, better textures, better lighting, you know, working on a big screen. But what's very frustrating is for the same reason Windows 8 didn't really work, um, you know, where it tried to, like, combine a touch interface with keyboard and mouse, we're having this real issue that we're trying to make a game that was designed for touch from the top down, like work on a keyboard and mouse. And it's it's really, really frustrating. Like our QTEs, you know, our action events are just not fun at this point. Uh, so that's been very frustrating. The other thing um, is we're trying to, we had a really cool meeting with Microsoft this week. I, I can't talk about the details, but I can say it is looking like we might be looking at uh, porting Rev60 over to Connect, which I think might be a really cool application of that. Hmm, the whole the whole thing, would you do the whole thing or just the QTEs, do you think? Uh, so they have some frameworks in the Connect operating system now that I can basically map some gestures and then have them translate to the game. So let's wow. say you're on a grid and you want Holiday to move over to the right or move forward or move backwards. Um, we can actually pattern dance moves towards that hmm. and have you do it as you're playing. It's easy to imagine like some of the, um, you know, like doing a circle action event to like move your hand around like you do in say Dance Central. 
So I think some of it is going to be, if we decide to proceed this way, to pick apart the the frameworks and see what works. I could say for me, Dance Central, the, the Xbox One version of it, has been so much more accurate than Dance Central on the Xbox 360 that I think it could actually be very fun. But, you know, we won't know until, you know, if we decide to do this. So, And then once you have your, your experience with that, you can finally do that uh, Space Channel 5 remake yeah. with Connect that you oh wanted to do. Oh, my God, do I want to do that. That's That's like my ultimate dream. I've actually tried to hunt down the actress that played Ulala to to like talk to her you know because we have the original models and like we've been thinking about like ramping them up and you know like doing a quick demo but she actually doesn't have email and she's actually been working at this dance uh studio in Connecticut and she had just left her job so I like have no way to contact her she's not on the internet it's driving me crazy so, yeah, if you know her, put her in touch with us. You know, if the audience is out there and you have any ideas, like, we're, we're totally open about how you would personally integrate uh, a game design for touch to a keyboard and mouse interface. Something we're thinking about is we're going to whip up a prototype tomorrow, making it like typing of the dead. So, like, if Holiday was, um, you know, there's a, like a slide left QTE where you'd, like, write floosh or, you know, thwunk or something like that mm-hmm. and have it be very Batman to, like, have those action events. I don't know. We're going to try to make it work. You know, it's too bad that Leap Motion never took off. Yeah. Because, because that would have been that would have been really great. Oh, man, you. would that be good. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't expect people to no, go no, buy a no. hundred you know <laughs> dollar box for that. No, that, especially given that you'd probably be like the only game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever, ever. Play our one game. So, yeah. are you definitely going to be aiming it towards the keyboard and mouse as opposed to asking a PC player to get a controller? Again, this is where I'd love to hear from the audience, but I know when I play PC games, I don't use a controller. I mean, do you guys? I do I almost know, all the time, yeah. I don't often unless the game requires it, basically. Like, yeah. one example is They Bleed Pixels, which has PC controls, but which is clearly designed to be played with a controller to the point where it's almost impossible to play it the other way. And I mm-hmm. I don't know for sure why, but I'm going to hazard a guess that it's because the game was originally going to be released on Xbox first and PC second, but it ended up being swapped around. So when you look at the menu screen, it shows you a picture of an Xbox controller, and that's yeah. the controller that feels the best when you play that game. And I think it's on XBLA now, but when it first came out, for a long time, it was only available on PC. I wanted to play that game for the longest time, but it's been PC only. I remember when I played it on, at PAX, it was like on an Xbox. And so I feel like, I don't know the drama here. Maybe that developer can write in. I, it's a great yeah. game, by the way, if people like platformers. Really, really hard platformer and gory, if, so don't give it to your kids. But it's a cool game. Um, but it's cool. But yeah, no, I, I remember playing that at PAX too, and I was really excited. And it's only I ever been on like PC, and they I never did a backport. But if it's on said Xbox, it was going to be on the Xbox, and I remember playing it on one, but it didn't happen. But I, this is all totally unconfirmed. I haven't talked to the guy, so somebody else ask him. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong; if you like to game on PC, I completely support that. But PC people, I've noticed, have a, a higher tolerance for fiddliness and like getting controls and one of our design assumptions for rev 60 is that anyone can play it so it's like i was talking to my lead engineer and she's like well that qte works fine if you just hammer space bar over and over again i'm like i'm like that's not fun you know that's not fun to just hit space over and over again and 
I, I'm not going to require people to like get hardware to, to play a game and, and, and do that. I, I know games that don't work with my trackpad right off the bat. I'm extremely unlikely yeah. to play, you know, on my PC. So I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad you can't assume that they're going to be using a trackpad because that would probably work pretty well. I, I might assume they're going to be using a trackpad or mouse. I don't know yet. It's it's a tough engineering question. It really is. So. so we talked a little bit about Steam curation last week. And again, you can go and visit our curation page if you want to see the games that we've talked about. I did. I was so excited to see all the games that we put on. Yeah, it's <laughs> all the games all that we've games. been playing just in case, you know, you wanted to cool. buy them. <laughs> Right, and then you have, and they have links. If you have, if you're one of the like five people who hasn't gone back and binge listened to all the episodes, then you can you can go and it has links to the individual episodes where we talked about that game too. So you can go and hear what we had to say because I didn't really put. They only give you like a tweet's worth of mm-hmm. of space to write something. So I basically just kind of put a little blurb in and who recommended it and threw the link out to the episode. And you can go listen to the episode. So uh, so Maddie, you wrote something very intelligent about it this week. Do you want to? Yeah, you talk about I that wrote a about mm. Steam curation, and it has actually changed a little bit even since I published this a couple days ago. The way that Steam curation works now is that it influences the way that your store's splash page looks every time you log into Steam. So if you subscribe to curators, their opinions will influence what you see, and that might not sound super important, but actually. A lot of research shows, and I'm sure Bree can back me up on this, a lot of people pretty much base all their purchases on what's on the splash page and what's featured there. And that's true uh-huh. in the App Store for Apple as well. It's true for finding podcasts. People, it's true for people everything. People are too lazy to click, really. It's what yeah, it they, and also name recognition matters. I mean, that's an old advertising thing. Like if you see the name of a game everywhere, if you see people tweeting about it, and then you see it on the front page of your store, that might be enough for you to be like, I should probably click on this watch the trailer actually check it out and so i think it's interesting that steam is encouraging people to subscribe to these curators and they're there's i don't want to say they're dictating who you should subscribe to but the way that they've set up the curation page is so that it defaults to the most subscribed to curators at the top so Mm -hmm. the first page that you see when you go to the curators page is the most popular YouTubers and game developers and games journalists and not even individual games journalists like websites like, you know, IGN and what have you. So that is what your average person will subscribe to. And that person might not necessarily realize that those subscriptions are affecting their Steam store page. And they're affecting the store page in the sense that it's going to end up recommending games that, quote unquote, everybody likes like Civilization V and Watch Dogs and other games that are pretty mainstream. And the more unusual games that you kind of trip over accidentally and that maybe a friend recommends, it, those might not necessarily show up. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I, I don't have a solution for this. I mostly just wrote about how I think it's interesting and how I'm excited to see how they navigate that because I think... I'm worried that the Steam store page is going to end up burying a lot of its content because I think all of you know that the number of games that are on Steam right now is increasing a lot. And I, I, we also all know that some of those games are not good, but some of them are. And it's really hard to find the ones that are good and hard to sort of decide how you're going to go about finding them. 
So what do you all think about this? Who Have you subscribed to anybody? I haven't yet. Not even us. I haven't either, no. I, I subscribe to us because I'm part of the – I set it up, so I'm kind of yeah, subscribed think, by default. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't subscribed to anybody it's, it's, else. But that's no. what the problem is, is that like – we're, we already, like, unless you, of course, listen to Isometric, where you'll get a great variety of different games. No. Um, <laughs> is that... <laughs> that's kind of true, actually, but yeah. <laughs> but that's the problem, is that the games that don't need to already yeah. be promoted are being promoted even more. And then the people that already have a lot of followers that are, you know, already giving the mainstream games that everyone's going to get are going to get even more. And so it seems like the largest ball catches you know, more lint and, and just kind of continues that way. And it's just hard for the new little tiny games that might be gems. And it's harder to find them because, yeah, we are absolutely lazy. The amount of people that click on a link decreases as the links go on. Uh-huh. And the further you scroll down the page. Exactly. We are we are infinitely lazy now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. There, there hath no fury to our, our amount of laziness that we can actually promote to this. So it's it's just too bad like maybe even if they did like you know featured games of that are indie games in different like typesets and rotated different types i don't know brie um i very strongly agree with you i mean i can tell you revolution 60 has been featured on apple multiple times and you know we're very appreciative of their support but i can tell you the further you scroll down like you can very strongly see it affect your sales like a few weeks ago we were on their front page under apps with new previews so you could see like the new video preview in iTunes of our game but you had to scroll really far down to to see us i can tell you you know we didn't see a huge sales bump because of that i've spoken so many times about a problem i have with the industry which is right now you have a very, very, very great oversampling of a very specific kind of voice. And there's nothing wrong with being that voice. But the problem is it's so oversampled. So if you're out there and you're wanting games of maybe a little bit more of a, 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 a diversity bent, or maybe you know, you're a woman and want you know, a game with a female protagonist, or maybe if you're into dance and rhythm games. I mean, the fact is the system as it is right now, IGN, Kotaku, like a lot of these other other systems are really built to to promote those games. Whereas you see other games kind of flying underneath the radar. And so I, I completely agreed with Maddie's piece. The software developer in me does want to take a step back and say, you know, if anyone gets this stuff, I think it's fair to say Valve is pretty good at thinking about this stuff and getting to it. And this is a 1.0 of a software feature. So I think it's kind of unfair to assume what it is today is what it's going to be six months from now. And I think if we can make our voices heard and, you know, make this issue Maddie's talking about rise to the top, I think this is something with a fairly straightforward solution. Like your your article's thesis of who is curating the curators. Okay, let's make sure we have a diversity yeah. of voices here. That's it's it. Easier said than done if you're automating it's, it. But yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. And also if you're going to have top lists. I mean, this is always yeah. the problem with top lists is that <laughs> a top list is going to kind of be right. like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So instead of having a top list of games, now you have right. a top list of curators. 
Right. And that top list isn't based on some arbitrary measure of what a good curator is. It's based on how many people have subscribed. And that number will continue to rise exponentially because as long as you're at the top, you stay at the top, you know? And same goes for the game votes as well. Like yeah. once people vote for a popular game once, yeah. then more people find it, it and so on and so forth. That's probably one of the problems is that they're featuring a top list of curators. So those curators are who ended up in the top list either because – you know, they were just the first ones to get in there or they have the audience that can kind of sustain that, then they're never going to move out of that position easily unless unless Valve does something to show featured curators that aren't in the top list or something right. like that. I could see them doing that. Which they might. I do think that it will be interesting to see how they proceed. And I agree, Bray, that they have Steam has done some unusual things in the past and uh -huh. I think that they're going to continue to change this it's very new and i i'm already intrigued by the recommendation system that they've implemented which is a little bit like netflix's where it bases it on what you already own and what you've already looked at before and i mean by now netflix knows me like the back of my hand in a creepy <laughs> way and when i log in it'll be like do you want more strong female characters maddie i know you like those and i'll be like oh all right netflix but steam hasn't quite gotten there yet but i know that steam has been offering me like recommended games that i can vote for and against i'm referring to that so obviously they've implemented a lot of different little fiddly bits about how to figure out how to show you the good stuff according to you and your taste and i think they're going to figure out what works hopefully um i'm just like blown away by how many games are on steam now there's so many games and i just don't know how to find which ones will interest me and that's yeah. overwhelming can i say one more thing about this you know something i've noticed about your know, male engineers particularly is and i think valve suffers from this too I think that engineers, and particularly male engineers, are always looking for a technical fix to a social problem. Steve, you and I saw this over and over and over again at App.net, yeah. where it's like, you know, the people, they're like, why doesn't App.net have a whole lot of users? Well, it's because it doesn't have this particular feature that I want, like automated list or nested threading yeah. or whatever it is. And... um what I worry about here is I do think Valve has some of that built into their DNA with Steam where it's like, oh, we need to let people get more games. No, we don't want this human factor in there. Let's just have this generate this top list and, and to have it be a very technical fix to a social problem. I think the dangers of that, given Valve's history and just, you know, the overall tendencies of the industry is extremely strong. So I hope they'll think a little bit beyond that. I mean, I guess what I wish that there would be, and I don't know if this would work the same way because it's a little bit different, but I kind of wish that there was something that was the equivalent of, you know, there's that site that shows you all the songs that nobody's ever listened right. to on Spotify. No, no. There, there's, I have to find, I'll find the link or maybe somebody in the chat room can dig it up for us while we're talking. But there's a, there's a site that will just gives you, or maybe it's a plugin for Spotify. I'm not sure. That just gives you every song that has been on Spotify that literally nobody has listened to. And then as soon as you listen to it after that, it drops off the list, right? So I would love to see something like that for Steam, like something that nobody's picked for a curation. And maybe that's for a reason, but maybe it's not and just kind of these 
these games that nobody's really talking about, but maybe they're good and maybe they're not, just kind of surface those up and say, hey, maybe some of these appeal to you. Right. Or, or a place where it says, would you like to review this game? No one's taking a look at it, which a lot of places have. Or most controversial game. Yeah. Or maybe offer a deal on it. Like, here are these games that nobody's reviewed here. You know, have them for, I mean, maybe that's that, that would have to be something that the developer would have to opt into, obviously. But, you know, here are these games for a discount. That would be a really bad email. No one's played your game. <laughs> Can yeah. we offer it half yeah. price? Oh, because yeah. yeah, that might not I don't go think over so that long. anyway. <laughs> it's awkward, that awkward <laughs> email that you're like. The oh. offer of shame, yeah. But uh... <laughs> And by the way, Steve was saying top list, not topless. No, I was not saying topless. It's not that kind of, <laughs> this is not that Some kind of show. Some people in the chat room were a little bit worried or yeah. happy. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Worried or happy. You, you would think after doing this for six months, I'd learn how to speak, but apparently that's not, that's not <laughs> happening so much. I, they yeah. might have been just hoping that you were, so I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, you know, if this, this would show go in a very different direction, but I don't know. Can can I give you a compliment, Maddie? I, I really liked this piece, and I I appreciate your work because sometimes you, you'll talk about these issues that aren't getting a whole lot of play. And, you know, it's like sometimes when I read an op-ed from a site. I, I just, you can tell that the writer has a, a deadline due and they just want to like shove something out that day. Uh, but I very rarely see you do that. I thought this was a good piece. Well, thank you. <laughs> I just summarized it. So now nobody needs to read it, but Hey, give me that no, page view. Go everybody. Read it. No, go <laughs> read it. Let me give me those views in the chat room. L. Kevaz said it's Forgotify. Forgotify. Oh, that's a cute name, Forgotify. Oh. Yeah, so that's what it is. So I, I would love something like that for Steam. I like, because yeah, I like finding these little weird, odd games too. And Yeah, I, the, the idea that I came up with in the piece, which I don't even think is that great really, is a random button or just like maybe mm-hmm. a random featured slot where it just picks a game completely at random. But I don't know. I, I feel like there are just so many bad games that I don't even know if that would work. I need somebody right. to just have enough time to play every Steam game and then. Tell if me only there were good. journalists. Ah, uh, <laughs> if only if only I were. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to complain about my paycheck. I won't. I'm thankful for my job. It's fine. I have. <laughs> I, I definitely make enough money to play Steam games all day. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you you ride around in that uh, Tesla. Mhm, mhm, mhm. I just ride around in that. All right, so I guess this is a good pl- good a spot as any to take a break and talk about Squarespace is the all-in-one platform. It makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio or online store. So for a free trial and ten percent off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code Isometric. And as always, you can go to our. I, I don't even know. Is it fake? Is it real? I don't even know what the hell it is anymore. Our, I think our, George is taking George- a step up. It was very low rent when I was taking in charge of it, right. and Georgia took she dialed down the stupid by at least twenty percent, which I really appreciated. <laughs> so you could go to fandas.biz and see all of Georgia's handiwork on uh, on Squarespace. And Georgia, you're obviously a uh, professional web designer and developer <laughs> in in your day job, yeah. and you you right. you deploy right. uh, yeah. you deploy sites for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I do. Very. I really, if I can use this site, anyone can use this site. It's, yeah, and it's wonderful because you can take a look at other sites and just, like, they have all of the other sites that other people have created when you download a template and you can just copy it. Like, that's what they let you do. So you don't have to, if you're not even creative, you can make a fabulous looking website because someone else has and and then they, they've allowed us to, like, just 
use the template and just copy and paste pictures over it. It's amazing. So Georgia put up this gallery of all the of all the Photoshop pictures, and that that didn't take you very long, I imagine. That was no, it didn't. It took me like a few <laughs> seconds just to. It took me longer actually to find which template I liked because they're so beautiful, and they they show you the template, and then they show you. Um, how other people have used the template. So I spent most of the time just like going, ooh, I like this one. This one's better. Well, maybe that one. Hmm, what happens here? And then it was pretty much just copy, paste, put the pictures in. It was pretty, pretty straightforward. Do you think you could add like a, a song to the opening page? Like when we, when people go there, like ooh. a oh. really annoying mm. song? I'm pretty sure that would be a feature of Squarespace that you can't add that song a song yeah squarespace is designed to not be annoying so they would actually stop you there'd be a very friendly pop-up that would be squarespace sending you a message saying hey you should really reconsider <laughs> including that song i'm sorry i have no idea if that's included but that's when clippy would come up and just be like all right it looks it looks like you're trying to ruin your website would you like some help <laughs> so it sounds like you're saying squarespace will help me stop making bad decisions it kind of will squarespace is going to help you look classy no matter what that's it is not great. going to let you look like a GeoCities page from 1992. It won't let you do it. Like, I have to when, say, like our whole page about Earl P. Isometric, the founder of this podcast. I love that. It's yeah. all still there. I love it. Looks it very classy. <laughs> very look classy. classy. Oh, wow. It actually is. I like how the headline is Isometric is fun and sad. <laughs> did I put that? I don't know why it says that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. you know, Where did I put You got to do what down? you got to do, Manny. And when you do sign up, so you can get twenty four seven support if you do have any trouble through uh, through live chat and email there, and they have people in NYC and Dublin and in Portland, so you can get help pretty much around the clock. Plans start at eight dollars a month, and if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, uh, and you get responsive design on all of the templates, so everything looks great on no matter on what device, even if even on an iPhone six plus. And uh, you can get an online store as well, so you can sell your own hand turkeys or actual merchandise. So you can start a trial today with no credit card required and start building your website. So when you do go to Squarespace, go make sure to use the offer code isometric. You'll get 10% off your first purchase, and you will show them how show Squarespace how much you love us and uh, appreciate the work that we do. So uh, once again, we thank Squarespace for their support of isometric. Uh, Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. We made so much money from Squarespace. We literally had an emergency meeting. Like, is this ethical? That is how much money we made on Fandas.biz. And we had an emergency meeting. I'm like, I've got email Georgie and Maddie right now. Can we be selling hand turkeys at this price? Because this doesn't feel ethical. It was a it was a hand turkey email. It was right. all <laughs> right. And we're gonna we're gonna be having like stuff, like actual stuff if you, you know, up up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, really. we have all of those Photoshop Georgia <laughs> entries up. There's right. plenty to look at over there. Peek. So we, I guess what we're – I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you want to talk about Forza? Apparently. Yeah. Well, Brie wants to talk about Forza. So, so this is yeah. what – This is what I think for – at least for the next couple weeks, there are so many games that are coming out. And you've put, chosen Forza Horizon 2 as the one to list here in this document. Why well, I exactly? played two. I played two big games this week. I played Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is awesome, and also Forza. So I don't know. Right. It's like... Yeah. So this is Bree's choice. These are well, Bree's no, also, choices. Well, no, also in the like half hour before the show, I played some Hyrule Warriors, so we could talk about that. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think some of these games that are coming out, like, the problem is towards the end of the show, it's like... You know, like we talk about us playing it, but it's not really a discussion so much. Do you know what I mean? And some mm -hmm. of these these games like warrant their own topic, I think. I don't know about you guys. I love Forza. 
I mean, I've played almost every single one that's come out. Uh, and this is like by far the best one that's ever been out. Frank was playing it with me and he describes it like it's like Forza, but with a little bit of Saints Row in it. <laughs> because it's, yeah, because it's like this open world thing. And it's like. It's kind of more like Bur- like Burnout Paradise a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's just bananas. And it's like, you'll get out there and it'll be like, okay, this is a, a, a race where you race this Ferrari versus a, a bunch of jets. And like you're racing along <laughs> and like you're skidding out over over the highway and like you know, you'll just cut through a field and it's bananas. And then at the end they'll be like, Oh yeah, and you get to keep this two hundred thousand dollar Ferrari. You know, and it's <laughs> it is just so over the top and awesome. It, it's a really, really, really well done game. I actually I really do think it's worth getting an uh an Xbox for. It's like that awesome. They do have it for the three sixty though. The last Horizon was really good on 360, but some of the things that make this one really awesome are the rain effects. It, it's just, it's really the first game I've played that really feels next-gen. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's a question of whether the gameplay is going to hold off on the 360. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's is it worth spending $400 to play, I guess, is the question, but, you know. For most people, probably not, but for <laughs> me, like, because I look at it and I'm like, Oh, look at the way they UV'd this area to take this programmable shader. Oh, look at the way they did subsurface scattering on that skin. I mean, it's kind of a different, you know, way of looking at it. So I think it's beautiful. And I think the soundtrack is flat out awesome. Uh, The other thing I played this week that I really, 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 really like is the new Persona fighting game. Maddie, I'm hoping at some point you'll buy this and like you'll play it at some point with me. Yeah, I watched the trailers for this. It looked good. It's really well. Did you play the last one at all? I didn't. I'm not. I I've played some of the games, but I just can't get into them. I know that's a terrible thing to say. I'm sorry. The combat is so repetitive in those games. It's tough. <laughs> but did you play? Did you play Persona Four Arena though? No, I played the third one. I'll. It was a while ago. I mean, what I like about this is I agree with you. The combat is extremely, in the the core RPG games, it's very, very grindy and repetitive. Yeah, the one that I played was Persona 3, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3. So years and years ago. And I I found it, it wasn't my preference, but I'm willing to go back. I just, whenever people talk about Persona, they're like, the story's so good, you just have to you know, hammer the X button until you get there. He wanted to just understand the story and characters. Um, mm-hmm. I bought the anime this week on iTunes uh-huh. and it's That's shockingly good. It's, it's totally faithful to the game and you don't have to grind like 30 hours to like so get through a section. So if I watch the anime and then I buy the fighting game, do I get to still say that I'm a Persona fan or are people going to be like, you're a fake Persona fan? <laughs> You're you're legit. Would you care? Would you care? I don't care. I don't care what people think. That's that's the problem with a game that has a really great storyline, and then they they're like the fighting part is just mashing away. Like you're, I would love if you know that you really want to balance out both so that you're enjoying. It's tough though with these these RPG type games. I mean, that's something we did with Rev 60 is I said like, look, we're not going to make people grind through a whole bunch of combat. This game is four hours long, three hours long, and we're not going to waste people's time because I get pissed off in games like Persona. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a bad choice at this point. 
but the fighting game is it, it's done by the same people that did Blas Blue and mm-hmm. uh, what else have they done? Um, I'm not sure. I, I've played some Blas Blue though, so I I get what the style would be, and I'm interested in trying it out for sure. The cool thing is they included uh, Rise in this one, and if you haven't played Persona, she's actually a very deep character. Like all the characters are in Persona, like she's um, you know like a Japanese idol. You know one of these girls that's you know, on stage and dances and does all that and has tons of fans. But she's really conflicted about it and she's actually quit it and she's um, really wondering if there's any her there underneath like this image that's propped up for the public. Um, So she's a really compelling character and uh, she's playable in this fighting game. She has a really unique style. Like I knew right away she was going to be my main. It's so it's like one of her her finishing moves. I've been training for this my entire life is you go in there and you do the super. It's like double uh, half circle and you hit the button and then her finishing move switches to a dance dance revolution game where you have to you have to hit it in time with the buttons and I have done it so freaking much playing Dance Dance Revolution at this point that I can nail it every single time and that is the best finishing move ever to like hit somebody with that and then Dance Dance Revolution them to death. Is she the brunette that's wearing like the uh, shirt with the um, strong collar and her bra shows? Uh, don't think so. No. Okay. That's every other character. So, no, I watched the trailer and I thought it was funny that even in the trailer they were including all these story elements. So, I was wondering mm-hmm. if the fighting game is sort of similar to Blaz Blue in the sense that there are still plot elements that happen. Yes. I found myself hitting A for an hour last night just okay. waiting for the story to start in a fighting game, which is yeah. the first ever. I, I do have to say this one more thing. It it does bother me deeply, and they did this in Persona too. But Persona is about nothing else but getting to know these characters, and they do the same thing with Rise. Uh, is they really sex her up and have her giving all these lines that are sexual innuendo in a way that's very uncomfortable for me. Like every time you do a dodge move, which is constantly in this game, she'll say the line, "Don't touch me." And it's or it's like you beat a character with her shadow persona, like she'll get down to stripper and like this pole will pop up and like she'll do a dance for you it's really uncomfortable some of it but it's still a good game underneath all of that yeah fighting games <laughs> i'm shaking my fist at you <laughs> no one can see it yep i remember jade had that same pole move in mortal Kombat 9 and it really bothered me because she fights with a staff and then she strips on it as her thing that she does at the end of the game when you win yeah. and I, it's Aww. just like no why don't no well at least in persona <laughs> it it kind of has a point like it's her it's not reset that does it it's shadow reset which uh, is like the dark in version Mortal of Kombat, her there's no right logical <laughs> justification for why right right uh, trained fighter would be doing that a stripper yeah yeah, yeah the not that there's anything wrong with doing. no but it doesn't make any sense in context <laughs> and it's clearly meant for the benefit of the player it's yep. not like they expect you to relate to the character you know right it's, right it's like the character is performing for you which is a distinction that is hard to explain to people for some reason but it's a distinction that's really important to nail in these games 
But wait, wait. Do the male characters do the same thing after on their swords? They do not. Nope. Um, See, I've talked about MK9. Problem. I've talked about MK9 so much on this show, but that, <laughs> that friggin' game. Um, the... <laughs> The male characters, there's there's no sexualization of the male characters in that game, which is really a shame because Liu Kang is really hot and they could have done a lot with that and they really didn't. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the male characters in that game, like the battle damage that they get is like maybe the knee of their pant leg gets ripped, maybe. Or like their pants get a little bit scuffed up. But when the women get battle damage, it's like their clothes are falling off and they're covered in blood and they're doing a sexy dance. It's really... It's like a game of poker. Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> like strip poker, except right. it's not at all because the men are always winning the strip <laughs> poker match that is Mortal Kombat. I, I do have to say this. I do think this particular Persona game is a little more equal opportunity about that than, than some other games have been. I mean... Yeah, I would buy that. The whole idea of like the shadow persona is someone that embodies all of your 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 deepest darkest fears about yourself. So you know, with Georgia, it would be like a sad panda. You know, that would be Shadow Georgia. So, you know me so well, right, Brie. right, right, right. That's, that's your inner conflict. Um, so, so you do have that with male the male characters. Like, there's this one. You know, character I think is very attractive. This male character, you know, he's shirtless and kind of super buff. Do you know his name? I want to look him up. Yeah, he's Ahiko. Okay. (laughs) Everybody looks him up except for Steve. Yeah, George. George needs to go do scholarship now. Right. right. But it's troubling when they do this with some of the the gay characters in the game. Like Kanji is presumably gay, so they have his shadow persona, which is a very effeminate butch you know leather stereotype um of a gay man and it's just really uncomfortable to watch um it's kind of consistent with the themes of the universe but i mean overall this is a mechanically solid fighting game it has a ton of story if you've played persona 4 or seen the anime you're gonna enjoy the storyline uh the combat is accessible but very deep uh, it's flashy. It's just, it's a ton of fun and it's going to be a game I'm going to work to master. Is this, cool. is this different than Persona 4 Arena or is this like a sequel or is this like a, like a special edition? It's, it's what, you know, Capcom does with the Street Fighter release. Like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's like ultra Persona 4 Arena basically. Yeah. It, okay. It's, it's the same. It has some additional mechanics, some new fighters, a new story, a new final boss. But you know, if you Master P4 Arena, this is just going to be more of that. Um, I have to say the new characters are extremely appealing to me. You have Yukari from P3, who I really liked. Uh, she seems very overpowered at first uh, glance. Like, all the characters in it are really solid additions. I love Risei. Like, she was my favorite character from P4. So I think it's worth your time. All right. I'll buy it for this Akihiko guy. <laughs> He's pretty he hot, isn't pretty he? Good. Yeah, yeah. Just for him. He has a good personality, too. Do you oh, know? Oh, thank so, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Should I talk about Hyrule Warriors now? Or you want yeah. Me to yeah. No, I'm right, really so. curious what you think about so it. So I, I only... I'll talk about it more next week because I only got it... So I, I rented it from Gamefly because I don't trust that this is going to be something I'm going to want to keep. And I got it... I got into it pretty much right after the girls went to bed tonight. So I played it for like 45 minutes. So this is like early, super early first impressions. But it's interesting. It's kind of almost got like a Diablo vibe to it a little bit. 
Like, Bree and I were playing Diablo again the other night and, and just kind of... We're getting far into that. We are getting far into yeah. it. We're just kind of talking about, like, what the hell makes Diablo interesting? Because it's not, really. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I was wondering your answer to that, because I was like... Yeah, I was actually, huh, like, on Tender, because I was like, what yeah. is it? Still? What is it? Because I'm like, after like, a while, I'm nothing. like, eh, Right, I'm no, it's because it's, cause you're just, just kind of doing screen. the same thing and just plowing through, like, waves yeah. and waves of enemies, and there's right. and it's always kind of the same thing, and it's like, what keeps, what keeps me playing a game like that for 75, 100 hours? <laughs> yes. And it's it just seems like it, there's something kind of like soothing and repetitive about kind of mindless just button mashing and going through it and the you know the the kind of psychological reward cycle of the loot drop and stuff like right. that and and I think that Hyrule Warriors is a little bit more cerebral than that. There's a little bit of a I mean it's it's a Dynasty Warriors game. Let's it that's what it is. Right. But it's it's got a little bit more strategy to it because you're. You you need to choose where you're going on the level to keep the whole kind of battle effort going. I mean, the idea is that you're on a map, and if you've never played a Dynasty Warriors game, and I should explain that because it's, I think there's a lot of people who've never played a Dynasty Warriors game, and I haven't really played a lot of Dynasty Warriors either. But they're sort of in a category by themselves. I yeah. think the Diablo comparison is good though to start with, except it's um, more like an over the shoulder look. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a third person perspective and it's kind of like it's kind of like if you had Diablo but it was like a really light real-time strategy game. So you have a map and then your army is your army is starting at one side of the map and the the enemy's army is starting at the other side of the map. And then you have to kind of plow through waves and waves and waves of enemies. There are areas that are spawn points. It's kind of almost like Gauntlet where they have the generators. Mm-hmm. And so the that the enemy come out of, and once you destroy those, then your your soldiers start coming out of there. So you're kind of trying to control all these points on the map to keep your enemy your army moving forward into the the enemy territory. And they give you different objectives and stuff like that. But it's also has a lot of tie back to the Zelda lore. So you go you get you get items that you can unlock. So they they give you a a, a bomb that you can throw and you can break boulders and stuff like that and so the first enemy of the the first map is a dodongo which is the guy the the rhinoceros looking thing from the original legend of zelda that you would kill by throwing bombs in his mouth and that's exactly what you do you throw bombs in his mouth to get him to expose his weak point and then you beat the crap out of him how much how much strategy is actually used though through the game because that's what I enjoy when I'm playing a, a game where we're we're kind of doing this the strategy thing. But some of them are, you're just pretty much going head to head and yeah, it's it's hard to say because I'm so early on in it. But mm. it seems like a lot of it is kind of instead of just marching forward blindly and going through these waves of enemies, you have to go back at certain points and kind of help out people to maintain choke points or these control points so that you can keep the army moving forward. But it's not really like you're not you're not really controlling anybody other than your character. So you're mm, only, you're okay. the, you're only ever controlling your character, but you're kind of making decisions based on how the map is progressing to kind of keep the whole thing moving. Because if you don't, if if your army gets overwhelmed, you'll still lose. And there's just a nod to Zelda, like it's yeah. they use the Zelda words, but it's not really it's not a Zelda game. Okay, it's not a Zelda game at all. Does it feel like a Zelda game? No, I mean, no. yeah, no. It feels like it feels like Diablo a lot of times. It looked like a Zelda. game. It looks like a Zelda. It game. looks yeah. like a Zelda well, game. But genre wise, it's completely yeah. different game. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's a completely yeah. different game. And you're, I mean, in Zelda, there's 
enemies on the on the screen, but you're never like overwhelmed by swarms of enemies that you're destroying 50 at a time, which is what this is. I mean, you basically have these moves that will just throw down like Link's sword and blow away everybody in in the area. But it's, you know, it's fun in that way because you're just kind of again, it's the same thing like Diablo where you're just plowing through these characters and you get kind of the if you're a Zelda fan, and I, I like the old-school Zelda games, I haven't really played a lot of the 3D ones, so there's some references I don't get, but the references that you do get kind of give you a little bit of that nostalgia feeling. So if you're a huge Zelda fan... Oh, if you're a huge Zelda and fan, And want to just yeah. kind of, like, mash away... Yeah. This game at least will give you a little bit of the Zelda thought. Yeah. Also, the more you play, you you get the other characters, right? Like, you start out as Link, and then you're going to get Zelda in a bit, right? Yeah, you get... They give you Impa before they give you Zelda... That makes sense. They want to hype you up, right? So I play. So I played the second level as Impa, and I I didn't get through the second level yet because I had to, you know, talk to you lovely people. But uh, <laughs> thank you, spite in that. There was spite in that. Yeah, there no, was, I really, yeah. I really would rather be playing. No, I wouldn't be. I don't, I I love talking to you guys more than almost anything in the world. Aww. Aww. Oh, that was really sweet. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for the other. I'm waiting for Brie to ruin the moment now. <laughs> way what so Aww. but how did impa play was it did you notice a difference between the characters more in this more in the special moves than anything else because link has kind of a you know the sword spin move from right, link to obviously. the past yeah and from everything from everything <laughs> from but, smash but, yeah. from everything yeah. he spins so, around with a sword heard of it he's link <laughs> and and impa's more i haven't really figured out how her move works she kind of dashes towards a particular character and then and then swipes at them and it's not it's more of a, a surgical strike than like a, an area of effect attack. Right. So I, I'm waiting to get Zelda because it looks like Zelda makes things go boom, and I, that's the way I like to play. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good that's a good title. Yeah, I guess the only the problems that I have with it is that it's not they don't really do a great job of explaining to you what's going on. They just kind of throw you into it, and so they they you load up the screen. And the first thing it says to you is, "Do you want Warriors control or Zelda control?" And that's it. And it's like, well, could you show me a controller diagram or something? Like, right. give me a little bit more information to work with. So I just picked Zelda controls. I don't even, I still don't know what the difference is. I think there's a screen in settings that will let you change it and tell you what's going on with it. But it's like, I, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I haven't even played the game yet. Can I ask a bottom line question? Sure. I mean, it's like, is this game fun? So far, yes. But I don't know how long that's going to last. I feel like the part that will make it fun is that you're going to keep unlocking other characters, right? Like, that's what's meant to carry you through the game, is that you keep getting more people. Yeah, but if other characters are just one different move and they don't really bring a lot of different play, um, after a while... I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, it's just another face, you know. I guess the text. other thing is that you're going to unlock scenarios, too. Like, there's one level that has the moon from Majora's Mask coming down onto the oh, onto the that's level. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I know that that's somewhere in the future, but that, that's the problem is that I've only played 45 minutes. And for 45 minutes, it's fun. Is this going to be fun five hours in? I don't know. I, I, I could get bored of it. I could see myself either really getting into it and really like loving the hell out of it or i could see myself getting horribly bored with it it could absolutely go either way and i don't know yet it's probably going to really depend on the loot grind and how good that treadmill is like i feel like having played diablo with you i have more of a fresh perspective on why this is a popular series it seems like a 
finely tuned machine to give you a dopamine rush from getting new stuff. I mean, like, it's really admirable what they've created there. I don't know, you know, I have to say, like, with Dynasty Warriors, I never understood why this was a successful series until I married my husband, and I start, I, I bought one for, I forget what system it was for, and I'm playing it, and, like, Frank, like, looks to the TV, he's like, oh my god, is that Zhao Yu? And it's like this story that he had been, you know, because my husband's Asian. And it's like this story that, like, resonates through their entire culture that he had been told since he was a child. So I think it's one of those things that it's not popular here because it just doesn't translate, you know, to to a lot of Americans. Well, there's something that something that we, we resonate with when there's uh, we've you know gone through something and it has a strong emotion from our childhood. We're gonna like that. I've looked back on like like you know Knight Rider or like you know another show and I'm like you know Wonder Woman. I'm like yeah, this is and then I'm watching the show and I'm going okay, like <laughs> it doesn't bring me back that same feeling, but I still want to take a look and you know. I've learned, generally speaking, it's best to leave those memories undisturbed. Yeah. <laughs> like, leave the... <laughs> Don't ruin leave. them. Yeah, like, I thought She-Ra was the most awesome character on television when I was a child, and then you watch that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish yeah. I hadn't done that. I don't know that... <laughs> I completely agree. I also watched She-Ra as a child. It was one of the only TV shows I was allowed to watch, and it does not hold up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Yeah. It's but, like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show too. Yeah. Oh, it's, that one's that show is really bad. Of, yeah, that's really. Camp. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's very good in how it transcends bad and goes around the planet back into awesome. That's what I was gonna say. Is that the Super Mario Brothers Super Show is funny now because it's so bad it's good. Shira is more depressing to me because I remember how cool it was when I was a kid. You know. So it's just yeah. sad. Yeah. Like the animation yeah. doesn't line up. It's weird. <laughs> See, you say that about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show because you're watching it ironically. That's right. I wasn't You're not it being subjected to it constantly by your children. <laughs> Do they actually like it? They actually like it. Yeah. That's kind of your fault for introducing them well, to no, it. Well, no, cuz you know what happens is that Netflix Kids has the pictures of all the characters and one of them is Mario. Oh. And so like I mean, I probably introduced it to them the first time, but it keeps coming up on the thing. And it's, oh, I want to watch Mario. So That's you know, really surprising. I mean, don't you remember being a child? And, oh, yeah. And, and I like all sorts of crap. And watching that show and being like, this canon is not accurate. Like, I really remember <laughs> that. Like, and being upset about it. But it's kind of like, um, do you know, like, Maddie, have you ever played Street Fighter Cross Tekken and uh, Fat Mega Man is a character? <laughs> <laughs> Fat Mega Man? Fat Mega Man. Like, the, the Mega Man from the Capcom Mega Man 1 box on NES that's so awful. Oh, the guy who looks like a, like an action hero, like an action hero yeah, reject? Yeah, but, but he is Fat Mega Man. Oh, and okay. he's a character in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. He's so, like, he's like, this is my destiny. And he's oh so bad. He's hilarious. I kind of awesome. want to play this game now. Yeah. It's a weird game. <laughs> Steve, do you like fighting games? He loves Mega Man, though. How do you feel about a goofy, fat Mega Man, though? Would you be willing to play that? Oh, sure. Not <laughs> not cosplay, but I would play him in Street Fighter. No, <laughs> I, see, I like fighting games in theory. The problem is that I just, A, suck at them, hmm. and B, don't have the time to get better at them. And it's like, it's it's frustrating to the point now where I've lost all my skills. Like, I spent, all, I spent enough time on Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast to unlock every single character. 
and which I think they gave you like 16 and you had to unlock 56 and it took like three matches to unlock a character or something like that. I spent a lot of time playing fighting games. So you can't be that bad. <laughs> but I've lost all my skills because I haven't played them in like right, five, ten right, right. years. It would and come now back it's, to you. It's muscle memory. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I've never really been that great at them to begin with. I was always kind of just good enough to beat the computer on like medium. Mm. And if I played against anybody, I got my tail passed you. Yeah. Yeah. You know um, what I'm thinking, Maddie? Montage. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm no, thinking... we don't teach Steve any skills? Oh, you're right, you're right. We don't teach yeah. him. We just beat him. And then we feel good about ourselves. Yeah, and, and then, then Steve feels bad. We, we don't laugh. explain to Steve why he lost or, like, what he could be doing differently. We absolutely don't tell him any tips at all. Yeah, that sounds really fun and great and, like, something friends would do for other friends. The, the question is how much crap we can do to Steve before the show is canceled. <laughs> we all break apart from our own I, internal I feel tension. like I don't know yeah. how people don't just accuse us of being mean every week. Oh, I mean, I don't think I'm mean, but people are constantly telling me that I'm mean. And yeah, I, I feel it's the like same way. This show, I'm like openly mean as a joke, and, and people seem to understand that it's a joke. That's why our listeners are so great. Thanks, everybody. That's true. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't stormed off the podcast yet. So. Not yet. I appreciate yet. it. Well, it's because, you know, we're just messing around. I feel like we were talking about Squarespace having 24-7 support. I feel like we offer that to the isometric listeners. Like, they tweet up at our account... Boom, I'm there responding to their needs and questions. I, I mass spam respond in like <laughs> you do. streams. So, Georgia, I think after this week, our, our regularly scheduled therapy session is going to have to be a little bit longer than usual. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> okay. So, we have to, we need to get our special guest on this show. Can we, oh, yeah. can we invite can, him on? Can we invite him on? So, well, while we're waiting, I just want to say, can I say one more thing about Hyrule Warriors? Totally. Yeah. So, I haven't tried it yet because I haven't done any multiplayer, but apparently the multiplayer will do split screen one person on the television and one person on the gamepad. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. I didn't know that Hyrule Warriors had a multiplayer. That that could save it because I feel like that's what saved Diablo 3 for me was making jokes with other people. I don't know if I could have made it through that game as many times all by myself. And I know people were like, I wish I could play Diablo 3 all alone, offline, because that's what I enjoyed about Diablo 2. And I'm like, Diablo 3 just doesn't hold up that way, man. It just doesn't. So welcome to the show, Jonathan Mann, or, or Song of Day Mann, as he may, is better, you're better known on the internet. Indeed. <laughs> so, so we have to tell our listeners what this is about. So I am at the gym last week. I've had a bad day. I'm in a bad mood i'm in a terrible mood and i'm at the gym and i'm working out and i get this my twitter just explodes and (laughs) and i look and you've made this awesome awesome (laughs) awesome song about our show and oh my god i just cannot even thank you enough for that well you're very 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 welcome it was my pleasure i've been enjoying the show so much and uh you had you had actually yeah tweeted at me like two months ago, being like, you know, if you if Song of Day Man made a made a theme song for our show, I may consider using it. And you know, I I <laughs> I favorited that tweet, and then I started listening, you know, and and to see to see what you guys were all about, and and you know, it took me took me that long to like you know catch up with all your in jokes and everything, and like. Um, <laughs> 
You didn't but, have to uh, go all the way back to episode one, did you? I did. Oh, no. You I have did. to. People have to. You can't start on this episode. Steve hates episode back. one. He hates it. It's really confusing otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why. It's like telling people not to watch the pilot of a TV show. Like, I feel like um, I need to do like a supercut or something and just like a greatest hit. Previously on Isometric. Oh, that's a good. In my, co- in my copious spare time. No, someone no, someone suggested a wiki. You guys definitely need a wiki. I mean, we need big to time. do a wiki. Okay, yeah. okay, big time. So um, I I have to tell yeah. you, like we were, I was I was like Frank, Frank, Frank. You've got to hear this song. That's my husband, <laughs> and I play it for him. He's like, that that guy sounds so familiar. Where yeah. do I know him from? Yeah, <laughs> I start singing the bars from the iPhone four song, which uh, we still play in my house <laughs> all the time. I'm not even joking. That's such a good song. Oh, like. Thanks is on our summer playlist like frank and i will be in the car i swear like we'll have the windows down and it's like (laughs) nice outside in boston for like one day a week we roll the windows down and we are like pumping that song about the (laughs) iphone 4 driving down the street i I always think it's so funny like like thank you so much i think it's so funny yeah like the songs this the very topical songs that i've you know that i've like left behind or whatever because they to me they are so locked in a moment it it's it's actually really great for me that that a song like that can have legs for people and have you know can mean something beyond summer of 2010 you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good song i mean that's it's fun to sing you you know so brie texts me and i get wait let me let me uh... which is which is always which is always cause for concern (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so it's like a uh oh my god (laughs) And I'm like, okay, Bree's texted me. I have to stop everything. So I'm like, I'm like answering <laughs> Bree, and I see, I see the YouTube, and I'm like, I'm like, I I see it, and I play like part of it, and then I'm like shouting out to my husband, I'm like Anthony, <laughs> in the middle of a park filled with kids. So I just seemed like some crazy woman, and we're like Renee's like shooting uh, pictures for the iPhone six and six plus review that he's been working on. I'm like, come here, now. <laughs> and then I had to like, I had to play the song, and then we've been. We've been playing it constantly. Can I? Can I? Are you? Are you singing it for us live, or can I play it? We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it in at the end of the show, Georgia. Like the the actual like. Yeah, the real MP3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, you yeah. don't have to give the, it the night trap. The night trap treatment. Night trap version. You didn't like the night trap version though. The night trap version was good. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I I love it. Love the panda dance. That's like hilarious. Yes, I know. Panda. We have to do our own little music video to Jonathan oh, yeah. singing it, and I would yeah. put it up at some that point, would that's... that would go viral in an instant. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> viral. Our seventeen <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I I actually uh, the the panda part, the panda dance part. I have a confession to make, which is. Let's see. So today I'm at song number twenty one hundred. Is today's song? Wow. And all the way back at song number 600 that the video that i used of of the panda dancing with his arms up i came across that video on day 600 and i had written basically this song that that i ripped off of myself basically i stole from myself for the purposes of the of the of the panda dance it's like the same song, basically. It's just the panda dance song. But I was like, you know, as I was making this song, I was like, oh, my God, it's actually in the same key. I didn't even do it. I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, it's in the same key as the it's panda fate. dance song. And I was like, okay, I just have to make it the panda dance song now. That just is how it has to be, basically. That's, so. It was so good. It's just so good. It's awesome. And I'd seen, your, um, I'd seen your Our Video Game Sexist video, like – like oh uh, yeah and, and yeah. listen to the song like probably like a week before that yeah so i was like no <laughs> no 
oh my goodness, I can't <laughs> believe this. Yeah, it was just too much. It was too much. I played it probably like probably 30 times by now. Oh. oh, I've way more than 30 times. <laughs> it's not a contest, Brie. <laughs> no, I should say, like... She's, she's like, the price is right. She's like 31 times, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's like when a song is good, like my biggest worry was like, we were going to ask you to make one of these. I wasn't going to like it. Like, that was my biggest worry. <laughs> and then but we have to use it. Then we have to yeah, use it. That would yeah. be great. But this is like, it's a good song. Yeah. And like, I'll look at my husband during the week. I'll be like, you know what time it is? Fanda dance. Get to it. Let's start it. Do it. Come on. Right now. My kids keep on asking about like, you know, why 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 does Maddie hate everyone? Like she they don't even know. Like, you know, they're like, why does Maddie hate everyone? Why are you an ninja turtle? Like they keep on going, which needle turtle are you? Why are you doing this? It's like the funniest thing ever. There's no way to explain any of that to them. I, there's, no. I can't I've actually played this. And I don't know if you guys have gone through this either, but people that don't watch Isometric and just like my friends, they don't watch Isometric, and you can't explain Isometric unless anyone's There's actually so seen it. So many, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to sh- I'm showing them the song, and then they're like, I I don't understand what what is a hand turkey, and I'm like, it's an American thing with a, a hand, and and then you trace it and you make it a turkey, and they it's look at me an like American thing. <laughs> we don't have hand turkeys here. I swear to God, I do know you do. don't. Yeah. We I really, maybe we do. It's like I don't a Thanksgiving know. thing. It's a Thanksgiving thing, but yeah. they they look at me like you're you're just making that up. You should totally like, make it a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. You know, you should. It should be the craze that takes Canada by storm or blizzard or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. By blizzard, <laughs> you can get blizzard to do it. Jonathan, can I ask you how long did it take you to make the song? Yeah. A day, a single day. <laughs> yeah, it actually did. I mean, um, let's see. So. If you don't count all the time that I spent like listening and and learning, basically, you know, yeah, it 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 was probably about four hours on the day on the day that I that I made it. This sort of all came together. Wow, it's pretty cool. I mean, your project blows my mind because I'm such an obsessive music recorder. But I think that your challenge to yourself is really really cool. And also, there's this all these weird overlaps with video gaming that you do. Like, the first song of yours that I heard was This Is Why We Video Gaming, which yeah. is when you set Lee Alexander's <laughs> GTA V review to music, and it is amazing. And so, I mean, obviously, you already like games and follow games anyway, and also you're a musician, which is, like, a cool overlap. Yeah, I mean, I was super psyched to hear about your your Metroid rock opera, basically. Oh, yeah. I, like I I did one of the first gaming related music things I did was a was a rock opera based on Mario. And um, you're doing one based on Harry Potter soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I have a Kickstarter right now for 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 just basically yeah. This is more like fan fiction. I think of it as you know like <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah. That was what I called my little <laughs> album. I was like I did a fan fiction of Metroid, but but with music, but with music, yeah yeah. 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 That makes it that makes it less. You're much more industrious than I am, though. You have recorded far more songs per capita than I. I mean, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, yeah, it's song a day is I found early on. It's just like it. I, I, I found that like I'm happiest, you know, like each day when I've made something. And so song a day is just a really good container for that feeling, basically. That's awesome. I like the ethos of that a lot. Thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Thanks for giving us a day. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw you just posted I a know. desert golfing song today, too. I actually. did. Oh, no. 
we ha- I have to see that now. How do you have time to play desert golfing when you're recording all of these songs? <laughs> well, d- desert golfing is sort of the perfect game for yeah. that, actually, yeah. in a lot of ways. Because yeah, there's no, there's no, there's nothing. There's just, there's just you open it and suddenly you're, you're in the desert, and, and then six hours are gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you see a rock. So your conception of our show is basically like me and Maddie have personality issues and Georgia (laughs) is a therapist. Forrest in this whole show is basically a therapy session in Nintendo. Steve also has issues with I have my own issues. So so basically Georgia is just helping us through our daily lives. I think that's completely accurate though. I, I just, I, I tried for a long time and I couldn't think of an example of me saying something that made someone uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's right now. For <laughs> Case in point, right this second. Oh. Yeah. Citation not needed because we're living in it right now. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I should work on that. Georgia, can you help me? Can we we work on that? Always. I like you just the way you are. You just stay. Stay exactly as you are. That's not going to work out for anyone. It's important. The the line after that is very important. It's like, in the best way. You're laughing. In the best way. In the the absolute best way. In the best way. So I guess, well, Jonathan, if we're here, we haven't done what we're playing yet. So if you if you would like to join us, and I, I you know, I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't have anything that you're, you know. Besides yeah. desert, well, golfing. desert Besides golf, desert right. golfing, which yeah. I would be happy to talk about for 16 hours. But yeah. I, I don't mind him doing his, what game he's playing, but he just has to do it in the form of a song. Oh, man. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a beatbox with me, Georgia? We will beatbox for yeah, you. Yeah, you can do sort of a spoken that. word thing where Georgia beatboxes. I can do my wait. I could do uh, desert golfing spoken word. Out here, there is no purpose. There is no audience. There's only now. Never morning. Never afternoon. Never evening. There's only now. One thing leads to the next thing, and the next thing leads to the next thing. Before you know it, it leads to the next thing, and that's all there is. Desert golfing. (laughs) Are you still beatboxing? Is that what's going on over there? I'm snapping. Okay. I played that game while I was at the gym uh, working out, and I'm like, oh, God, this game is so stupidly addictive. I hate it. And, like, I find myself playing it for, like, way too many holes. Did I Wait, did I actually get you addicted to that game? Uh, I played it for about three hours, and then my self-respect kicked in, and then I deleted it from my phone. Uh, you should, the self-respect thing doesn't, doesn't really start kicking in until at least hole 700. Oh, <laughs> Wow. For you, maybe, you but you know, everybody's self respect levels are different, Steve. And we have Steve, to have you just been that. opining on this? Like, oh, I'm far too busy to master a fighting game. But, but, but <laughs> He's too busy playing Desert Golf. Right, Let's be straight. Because right. the thing right. is, I can't play I can't play Street Fighter at lunch at work. Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, I could. The th- the thing that I feel about desert golfing, basically, like what a- what attracts me about it, actually, is like the the place that I go when I play desert golfing is like this very in very few games. I feel like get me there. It's like this really weird kind of almost zen like yeah. state where it's just 
it's so it's so there's there's nothing there there's nothing yeah. there and so it kind of just fades into this you're just kind of doing it and there's very few games that i feel are like that and, I, and that's sort of what i like about it it's 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 like a nothing game which is which is i guess a very zen concept which i like even when it's difficult it's not frustrating yeah, that's the thing is there's no there's no stakes basically right. because the the, the number is going to go up like you're not trying to you know you can try to get a smaller number but it you don't really care you just care you about the care. levels if even if it takes 600 shot you're like whatever whatever like yeah. you guys are just describing a roulette wheel to me or something <laughs> you're like listen we're fine. We just like watching the numbers the spin. go up yeah, for like hours and hours and hours. It's fun. Mindless yeah. drone. Come on, man. You're the only one. You're the only holdout now. I haven't played it. Oh. I haven't have even downloaded it, it. You have to I'm play it. It's one. like it's like Hashtroids. You have to try it once. <sighs> I sound like a pusher there. <laughs> yeah, you, you really do. do. You really the funniest do. part, though, is is Jonathan. What you're explaining in like psychological terms is like called a flow experience, and like. Michaela Chicksmahalia. I'm saying his name probably horrifically wrong. I love that guy. It, yeah, it's about like. <laughs> I do. I love that guy. Making I love fun him. of me. No, no. I'm okay, totally. Okay, cool. I, I, Genova Chen. His game Flow is totally based off of right. that guy's stuff, and it was like right. I was like, yes, that's so cool. I it like, is. Yeah. And it's just great. stuff that you lose time and space, and nothing else matters, and you just go into this zone, and it's really good for your brain too. So. There we go, desert golf. It's good yeah, for your you. You just look down and then you you look up and like twenty minutes have gone by. What yeah. what non desert golf games have you been playing? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come yeah. on, so, guys. yeah, come so, on. We're well, I just talked about games. Hyrule Warriors for like six hours. So okay, fair I enough. I think Bree and I okay, have already okay. gotten ours out of the way. So, so you played Hyrule Warriors for forty five minutes and you played <laughs> desert golfing for the entire rest of the week. Is that what the played some? Is? I played like a lot of a lot of a little bit of a lot of other games. All right. But, but nothing, nothing that's though. nothing that's really. I mean, if you really want to hear me complain about Gianna's sisters for a while, I can. But I don't think anybody really wants to hear that. So, well, n- we're we're probably long in. So. Yeah. So, Georgia, what have you been playing this week? You're gonna you're gonna like this one, Steve, because okay. uh, I'm playing Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yay! I really am. I I lo- it's a really fun game. It like it gives homage to all of the old 16-bit games. It's a lot of fun. You have to move to the music. And I I have bad rhythm. Jonathan, you have good rhythm. I have <laughs> bad rhythm. And so I ended up taking hip-hop dan- le- dance lessons just so I could be better at Crypt of the Necro Dancer, <laughs> which is a true story. How are no, you at hip-hop dancing? <laughs> are you good now? I, I need no. this YouTube video. Yeah. Hold <laughs> I need Georgia with the backwards baseball cap. Like... <laughs> Like with a chair, like backwards chair. It was the most. It was the most uncomfortable thing because you know when you go into a place and you know you like. I'm a, I'm a martial artist, so if I go into any martial arts studio, I'm like I belong here. But I go to the dance studio and I'm like, I don't belong here. Like I I just I don't fit in. This is not. I don't know how to do this. So anyways, when I've taken dance classes, the teacher told me that just fake it until it counts. Like sometimes faking it counts. Like so, just go for it. That's what you should I'm, do. I'm I'm still in. Okay. I'm no hipper, and my Crypt of the Necro Dancer skills have not increased yet, but I assume they will. So, Maddie, what are you playing this week? Uh, okay, I have a boring answer. I'm sorry, everybody. This week, I started playing Marvel vs. Capcom again, and after weeks of playing Street Fighter and returning to my old MVC3, 
it ha- is so weird. <laughs> like, I kind of recommend that experience just because it's so fun to have to retrain your muscles all over again. And, like, Zach finally got a fight stick that he likes, by the way, this week. So we went back and played some MVC together. And the two of us together, like, accidentally doing Street Fighter combos in MVC is hilarious and fun <laughs> in the weirdest possible way. No, are um, you talking about Marvel versus Capcom three or the three, original? Three, three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I am, since I'm already switching it up by coming back to it after a while, I'm like, all right, I'll change my team around. So I'm trying some new characters out and that's been fun. I mean, there's no reason for me to be playing this because it's <laughs> really? not like I'm preparing for a tournament. It's not like this is a new game. There are a lot of other new <laughs> games I could be playing. I just, really like it it's a good game really good it's a good reason so um and zach finally has a fight stick so now we are kind of celebrating that who do you main in mvc i used to main okay well phoenix i actually (laughs) know i i think phoenix is kind of difficult to play much as i love reading reading comic books about phoenix um she's she's difficult to play as yeah she's very powerful but she also takes a lot of damage that's how that balance works out with her so i used to main trish she hulk and wolverine yeah but then they nerfed she hulk when umvc3 came out and i never really recovered from that because i didn't really want to let go of she hulk for a while so i kept maining those same three characters even though they felt very different with the update and then eventually i replaced she hulk with hulk which really isn't the same Mm -hmm. and so i kind of have been looking for a new team i still really like trish i still really like wolverine zach plays as wolverine though so we're kind of like uh do we both want to play as wolverine all the time that's confusing it's a lot of wolverine on the screen so i've been trying to get away from wolverine just for the sake of uh changing things up so he's overplayed he's really he is overplayed but that's because he's a really good character in this game still even after umvc3 Wolverine is still really fun to play as. So, but I'm trying to get away from it. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. So, I just tried a whole bunch of different new characters this week. It was really fun. That game is still so good. And I just, I don't know, like I've been playing some Smash on my 3DS. It's going to like come out officially soon for everybody else. We're all going to be playing Smash. Um, Todd Harper's coming to visit me this weekend, and I'm going to play Smash with him. So, yeah. I'm just going to play Smash and hopefully finally like Smash. I don't know. Fighting games. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the character list. Did they add Rocket Raccoon into UMC3? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. I, may have to, I may actually have to pick this up again. Rocket Raccoon was in that game all along, like before anybody knew mm. who he was because Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't out. And right. people were like, that who is this animal? annoying raccoon? And nobody played <laughs> as him and everybody hated him. <laughs> but now Rocket Raccoon is cool. So Zach has been trying to play as Rocket Raccoon. And I'm like, you can't make Rocket Raccoon happen. You just can't. <laughs> but he's trying it. Well, I played Marvel versus Capcom. I like Jill uh, X23 Jill's and awesome. Trunbone. Yeah, yep, Jill's really yep, good. Yep. I'm surprised to you if you like Wolverine. Why don't you like X23? I love X23. I I used to have her instead of Wolverine, but I just I don't know. I I think it was because Trish is already like a light and fast character. I oh felt my gosh, like she's great. The specials for Wolverine would be a little bit more powerful, so I ended up gravitating towards him. But I mean, it's all just very very slight differences. In terms of Wolverine versus X-23, I mean, I don't even really... Somebody who knows more about the exact numbers of every character can 
tell me which one they think is better. I've I ne- was never really able to decide. But yeah, I like both of them a lot. Every time Trish like puts her sunglasses in her cleavage, uh, it's just yeah. it makes me roll my <laughs> eyes into my back of my head. So yeah, but she's got such cool moves. Oh, she's this is like every moves? conversation about a fighting game yeah. is this. It's like it's you guys will talk about it for fifteen minutes, and all of a sudden it's like, and then this one character does something horribly sexist, and then that's and Honestly, then we're all sad though, for five That per capita in MVC is so yeah. much lower. Like in terms of fighting games that aren't Super Smash, which Super Smash is is designed to be G-rated. So there's nothing sexy in it. It's because it's supposed to be kid-friendly. But MVC, it is a fighting game for adults that honestly doesn't have that many over-sexualized characters. There are a ton of female characters in this game that are really, really great to play as, and they may look amazing, but they're not, like, bending over and showing you their bum, you know? But there's almost no characters in any fighting game that are female that aren't made for kids that you could say there's no sexualized elements mm-hmm, to yeah. females. Like it's almost like but pervasive the, in the, to the case genre of right now. Marvel versus Capcom, though, I think the blame can extend out a little bit to the Marvel Universe designs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Marvel's designs for their characters. I mean, this is a problem in comics as much as it is in games. Like Phoenix is wearing a skin tight bodysuit. X-23 is wearing a little bra like they're not they're not wearing armor, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you do have that... you do have Jill Valentine, you do have Tron Bon, who are yeah, not, but Jill Valentine. You know... I mean, there there are a couple different costumes for her, but the the costumes that they've chosen for her, it's not like her old school. I don't know. It's oh, not... really? Yeah, it's her her Resident Evil Five like jewel in the middle of her chest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Please tell me I they think, at least yeah. left Tron Bon alone. They did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. something yeah. sacred at least. Jonathan, mm-hmm. do you play fighting games at all? I don't really that much, actually. Ooh. It's never been. I was just. <laughs> I, wow. I was just earlier. I was playing Samurai Gun today. I don't know if any of you have no, played that. No, I don't uh, know that one. Uh, it is a game. It's like a four-player game. You're these little like samurai creatures, um, and it's like a single single screen level, and it's very fast paced, and you're all trying to kill each other. And it's a kind of like bet first to 10 kills wins. And uh, it's sort of really frenetic and really fun. It reminds me, I don't know, maybe like a little bit of Bomberman. Looks like uh, Towerfall. Oh, that sounds great. The one fighting game that I actually got really into in college for a while was Bushido Blade 2. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That game was so good. And it, 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 ha- it was... And this has a this has a mode where if two people are if if like one person got to ten but another person got to nine you get to have a duel like a face off as like a one hit kind of thing and that was all Bushido Blade was it was like you would just like face off against someone and you know you could spend like ten minutes just circling each other and like looking for an opening. And then, like, it would all be over in a second because someone, like, threw a dagger or someone, like, you know, did a really cool move or something. It was, like, a really slow but then, like, lightning fast game. It was really fun. So, so Jonathan, where can uh, people find out about your Kickstarter and uh, and all the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, the Kickstarter is for – it's a five-song Harry Potter EP – it's just songs about the Harry Potter universe, basically. If you want to check it out and learn more, you can go, just go to kickstarter.jonathanman.net, um, and that'll take you right there. 
I am calling on every isometric listener out there to to go support Jonathan, to thank him for this awesome, awesome song that he made us. Because like you're gonna have to listen to it every week on this show. Like you know, like now so, on, you know, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you need to yeah, pony it's up. It's such a good song. That's like Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. to yeah. you need to pony up and people, go support. support. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. If if you don't Georgia is going to be the saddest panda on earth. <laughs> oh. Like, if you don't, I just, if you're thinking about not supporting Jonathan, I want you to imagine Georgia sitting in her apartment, crying, eating a bamboo shoot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, who sold my house? <laughs> Bree, Bree, so Bree's, Bree's your, uh, also your real estate agent. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, she gave, she gave the stuffed panda my house. Yeah. You signed away your legal rights. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what happened. I uh, small print. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I guess we should probably wrap up because we've been going at this forever. I isometric to you, Steve. You totally did. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, you can visit the show notes for this show and every show, and we'll have a link to Jonathan's Kickstarter in the show notes for this episode at 5x5.tv slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. Uh, please do make sure to rate and review the show on iTunes. we got a lot of great reviews, including one set to the theme of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was oh epic. So, um, and there was one where everyone got like each of us mixed up, which was very interesting. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> weird. I don't know if somebody was trolling us in a nice way or a not so nice no, way. No, no, no. It was funny. Yeah. The game is a good review. I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so you could, also, you could also send your feedback to us by email to feedback at isometricshow.com and you can follow the show on Twitter, you can follow the show's account, which is at Isometric Show, and you can follow all of us individually. I am at Wicked Good. Bree, where can people find you? Space Cat Gal. Okay. And Maddie? I'm at Samus Clone on Twitter. And Georgia, where can people find you? Georgia underscore Dow. So thank you, as always, for listening, and uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Dow, it's gaming from a new perspective. Come on, all you fanders. Get your hand turkeys, it's isometric. Bree is Michelangelo. You never know what she'll say. It might make you uncomfortable, but in the very best way. Steve is Donatello. Hates movies that are good. His heart belongs to Nintendo. Even when sometimes it shouldn't Georgia's Leonardo Her laugh is the glue From a therapist's perspective She does right by her crew Oh, Maddie is Raphael She hates everyone She's got a heart of gold Metroid on her mind As she plays a guitar from her soul Daobanga, crackalackin' It's gaming from a, a new perspective Come on, all you fanders, get your hand turned